for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Sorry, I've been a little um, in and out with the podcast the last few weeks. Uh, we had a severe ice storm come this week, and so it kind of made it hard for me to do any podcast this week. But I was able to get one in before the week ended. We are going all the way out to Adelaide, Australia. You know, we have we have had many guests from Australia on, but I don't think we've ever had anybody from Adelaide, which is kind of funny because uh, if any, if you, any of you longtime listeners remember the uh, virtual concert we did in 2020, I unintentionally got myself banned from Adelaide somehow, which was very funny. I had, it was a music group page, just real quick music group page told me that I was not welcome in Adelaide for promoting this thing i don't know it's very confusing story but very funny in the same time but anyways we have ella and sienna with us here today how's it going today? hi thank you so much for having us yeah absolutely absolutely really excited to sit down and chat with you uh we've been uh chatting a little bit over the last week to try and get this book so i'm i'm glad we finally we were able to make it work i know the time difference is always a little uh little hard to pull off, but you know, it's, uh, we were able to make it work. So. Yes, that's good. It's great. Awesome. awesome. So, uh, first off, thank you so much for taking time to sit down and chat with me. Um, for anybody that's kind of getting to meet you for the first time, uh, what's kind of the uh, background story where you, what got you into music? Oh goodness. Well, I guess as sisters, we always sung together. I think that's just, um, a thing that most siblings do when you're quite younger. Um, and Sienna especially uh, had this idea. She was like, oh, I'm going to be a rock star. Like from, from like two years old, she would tell mom and like our whole family, I'm going to be a rock star. So she really had this passion for performing. Um, but it wasn't until we were actually both in our teens that we started music. We got singing lessons together um, and I started learning guitar and um, kind of just went from there really. Awesome. And there's a four year difference between your LA, you're 20 and Sienna, you're 16, right? Yeah. It's yes. about three and a half. Three and a half. Sienna's almost 17. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And so y'all, y'all been playing together for a good little bit, or you started, or you'd always been playing together. When did you kind of decide, Hey, we want to, we should take this and like play shows and pursue this as a career. Yeah, well, we started busking how long ago now? Six years? Probably like six years ago. That was kind of our first kind of performing thing. Our singing teacher really pushed us to go out and do some busking to build up our confidence. And then from that, we did that for probably about a year. And then we got into doing some pub gigs and just little things around Adelaide. And then we kind of branched out to doing music venues and stuff and we got a band together. And yeah, we've traveled into state and done a couple festivals. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. And uh, your music is a real family 
adventure from what I've seen on YouTube through the, uh, your time on the voice, some of the videos that I watched, uh, your mom is your manager and your dad is your. <laughs> yeah. Well, our family, um, is actually not musical. So it was mm -hmm. kind of really random for Sienna and I to, um, just kind of have this passion for music and, uh, our family is so supportive and we are so lucky and so grateful because mom and dad have just kind of learned everything on the fly with mm -hmm. us. Um, and just kind of, yeah, so dad's like our roadie um, and he takes all the gear and he does our sound at gigs and mum, we call her our mummager because she helps us like book the gigs and um, yeah, when we're on The Voice, they really like honed in on that little yeah. family, family band aspect, yeah. I guess. Which, you know, obviously I, I wasn't planning on jumping into The Voice this quickly, but we'll go there. You know, just <laughs> at a show like that, it's one of those things where they find something that they think is unique and it's like, Oh, we're going to just sit on, even the, even if it's like the smallest, most minute part of your career, or your life, if they think it's unique, they're going to sit there and just hone in on it. And yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you kind of expect that. Like um, when we went into it, we kind of knew like it's a TV show. They're going to yeah. look for a story. Um, but it's quite funny. Like people ask Sienna and I all the time, like, oh, what do you do together as sisters? Yeah. And we're like music. And they're like, well, do you do, especially like the voice, the people, the producers on yeah. the voice were like, well, do you cook together? Do you like exercise together? Yeah. And we're like, just music. Like we have yeah. our own lives <laughs> apart from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we think of ourselves as opposites. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. You know, Ella, it's, it was quite funny uh, watching the everything that there was on the internet or during your time on the voice, I think it was during the blinds they'd, or you had made a comment about um, not wondering if you were actually good at singing. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why that stuck out to me, but it was just one of those things where it's like thinking back on it now, like you, you go through life just doing what you love and everybody telling you that you're, not saying that you're bad, but you know, ju you're just like doing your thing. You're doing what you love. And then you finally get yourself to this point where it's like, Oh, Hey, I must be pretty good if I made it. Cause the voice isn't like American idol or Australia, you know, like one of those shows where they'll bring bad people on just cause it's funny. Yeah. Uh, the voice brings on good people. Um, yeah. And so you kind of, it was kind of interesting to watch you have that epiphany where it's like, wait, am I good? And yeah, so that, yeah. So that I think, was, that was... Yeah, it was, it was definitely a weird experience and Sienna and I are both, are both like very down to earth mm -hmm. um, people. We don't, we don't like to, I mean, no one likes to hear the sound of their own voice, but as singers, you kind of have to, and we yeah. still struggle with that. And it's like, we don't like it. And we know that we've come so far, but just kind of, yeah. Coming to realize that, we we have to feel okay with where we're at and, and not be too harsh on ourselves. And mm. yeah, it was, it was a very weird moment having to do those interviews. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, like we said, they're going to just find that one thing to hone in on. And it's like, Oh, do I say that? No. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so before the voice, so just cut, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you, you started releasing music right around the time you went on the voice, right? Yeah, I think it was, was it after or before? We had this kind of time period where we're not allowed to release music yet. So I think yeah. we released our first single uh, before 
voice which was like march we filmed we filmed the show first Mm -hmm. like december january um and then kind of just after we filmed it we went to record our first single um released that one in march and then the show aired in april okay gotcha because i was sitting there trying to make sense of it all and obviously on spotify it doesn't always tell you like the exact dates on how everything played out and then obviously on the voice they pre-record a lot of this so you know it's one yeah. of those deals where it's like were you releasing music but no that makes a lot of sense and so was it always like what came for were you wanting to release music before you got on the voice or was it you got on the voice and then it was just kind of like oh hey we should start releasing music yeah, we've always wanted to release music. It's always been in the plans. And when we got on The Voice, we were like, oh, this is great for exposure. We should really make the most of this. Yeah. And we've been songwriting for practically our whole life. So we had some songs that we'd written and we really liked. So the first single that we released, I think I wrote it in about 2020. Yeah. So we'd had it for a while and we were like, oh, we just really want to record this. So we went to the studio and we worked with a producer named Matt Fell in Sydney Mm. and he just really brought it to life and we just loved it and loved working with him. So yeah, it turned out really great. Awesome. And that was going to be my next question because obviously everybody knows what happened in 2020 in Australia. I think you guys kind of got the uh, brunt end of the stick a little bit, you know, as far as like the lockdowns and whatnot. Uh, How did that kind of affect the music? Were Were you still playing at that time or obviously lockdowns kind of being locked down? Were you still trying to find a way to play? Yeah, I mean, um, in Adelaide, we were a lot better than like Sydney or Melbourne. They kind of, it was really harsh for them. Um, We actually only had two little lockdowns. Um, It was mainly just restrictions that kept us from playing gigs. Um, Everyone was very kind of, I don't know, didn't want to put anything on for fear of it being cancelled or something, an outbreak happening. So I think we ended up having about eight to 12 months of gigs cancelled (laughs) in 2020, um, which was pretty rough. Uh, But Sienna and I actually started up a little Facebook lockdown live stream series um, because I feel like a lot of people needed help through that time. Like when you're stuck at home, especially, you know, if you're living alone, um, anything like that, and you just feel kind of trapped, we felt that it was a great way to still kind of connect with people and still get music out there. Um, And even like they were totally free shows and we, you know, had a lot of fun. We played requests for people. And um, yeah, that was something I guess we used to kind of brighten the mood through that time. For sure. You know, it was a hard time for everyone. And, you know, the fact that there was musicians out there that still found a way to kind of make it work. And Mm -hmm. there are still musicians that are kind of doing what they did during lockdown because they did it for so they did it for a year and a half, two years straight while everybody was in lockdown. And then it just kind of became normal to them, you know, doing live streams and all this stuff, which is really cool. Um, so even before the lockdown, obviously you were playing together and writing and all that stuff. Uh, let, let's take a step way back to the beginning. Like when you first, who was, who introduced you to music in general? Like, was it Ella? Were you kind of the catalyst for Sienna or was it vice versa? Or was it the parent who kind of introduced you to music? Ah, oh, that's a very good question. I think one of 
the most pivotal moment that we were like, oh my God, like music is so amazing is when we went to our first concert, which was a pink concert. Our mum absolutely loves pink. So we'd listen to her in the car and stuff. And she actually went to the show in Adelaide and she's like, oh, you guys can't come. Like it's not appropriate. Because we were quite, we were quite yeah, young at the time. We? <laughs> we were pretty young. Um, and then she watched the show and she came back and she's like, okay, we've got to go to Melbourne. You guys have got to watch this because it's just amazing. So we drove we, eight hours. Yep. Dad drove us eight hours. Um, we went to the concert, stayed overnight and then eight hours home. And it was one of the best experiences. It was so eye opening. And um, yeah, I think a lot of our music, like it kind of came from mom and dad. Like they, we, we do a lot of like kind of country pop, stuff yeah. like we don't really like to put a genre on what we yeah. do because it's all over the place and yeah. i think the reason that it's quite all over the place is because um mom and dad listen to a lot of different stuff so obviously we had like pink sienna and i have loved taylor swift since we were really young and then dad had this whole like grunge like he loved nirvana and yeah. um, everything kind of along those lines and it's all kind of just mashed together in our love for music i guess <laughs> sure you know and it's awesome that like nowadays, it seems like a lot of musicians are pulling from so many different genres, whether it's, you know, like pink in the uh, like alt rock scene thing that she did there, or if it was Taylor Swift or the grunge scene and Nirvana, you know, just like all these different styles and they're kind of meshing together and musicians just kind of not letting these labels define who they are as musicians and just kind of being what they want to be. And if, okay, this album, we're feeling a little bit more hard rock or punk rock, you know, cool, fine, whatever. Or if this album, we're feeling a little bit more country, you know, I, I think that's the like a really awesome thing that's kind of going through music right now is like this style bending. Definitely. Yeah. It's so important. And it's important like as an artist to be able to feel free to explore other genres like i know um sometimes you can feel stuck in your like i identify as this genre you know and i have to stick there because that's what people expect from me but um sienna and i definitely we just write and whatever comes out comes out um and yeah we're just we're happy to completely go wherever and see where it goes and sometimes it might not work out but um definitely with our next record after the one that is going to come out in march um it's going to be some some different sounds yeah for sure awesome um so speaking of new music you have a new uh single dropping friday yeah, friday right or is it saturday i don't even yes friday yes friday um I was sitting here, I was like, wait a minute, math, 10th, what is, <laughs> uh, so you got to uh, drop it on Friday. Uh, kind of tell us the background of this single. What's the name of it? You know, like what's the story behind it? All that fun stuff. Yeah, this one's called Don't Call Me. I think I started writing this one probably end of 2021, do you think? I don't know. It's, don't it's know. one of the more it, recent. Yeah, it's, it's one of the more recent ones that's coming out on our EP that's dropping in March. And this one's definitely got more of a country sound. And when we came into the studio with Matt Fell, when we recorded this one, uh, we really kind of had an idea of what we wanted it to sound like. We wanted it to kind of be punchy, full of energy. Yeah. And one of the reference tracks that we had was uh, Maddie and Tay, who were mm. a country duo in the States. So we yeah. really wanted it to have that kind of energy. And yeah, we're pretty happy with how it turned out. It's really about empowerment and not letting anyone tell you what to do and not letting anyone 
kind of take advantage of you, I guess. The fact that you brought up Maddie and Tay, I feel like that's a really, like people really have to be into music to know who Maddie and Tay are. Like they're not as wide known as some of the other country artists out there. So that, yeah, the, fact that the fact that you dropped that name, I was like, Oh wow. Okay. That's cool. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. We think that awesome. That's, yeah, so, that's so cool. Nice. Uh, so the single drops uh, fr- next Friday, this next Friday or yeah. Um, what's or are you also working on a music video for it because i know that's notice that's something you also like to do with it yeah we did a music video for um not the last single but the one before Mm -hmm. uh, called saved and that was a very fun little project we thought it was a great idea um to go down to the beach um, in Adelaide in the middle of winter. And now our winter doesn't get quite as cold as yours, <laughs> but it was freezing. I think it was about six degrees, seven degrees. Um, so yeah, that was a great yeah, idea. We're, we're not doing one for this one, unfortunately, <laughs> based on our last experience. No, no. Um, but yeah, we, we're definitely looking forward to doing more music, music videos and creative things down the line. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I saw the the last music video you did and I was, you know, it's, that's always like a really interesting conversation to just have in general, because everything's moving to a more visual medium as it's, as it kind of stands with like YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. But I also mm-hmm. feel like there's a world where music videos are kind of dying off just because they're such big productions and they're very expensive and you don't really get much return. Whereas I'm starting to see a lot of musicians are going more towards like lyric videos, or if they're so inclined, they do like more stripped back acoustic versions in, you know, a little bit more cost effective stuff. So I wasn't sure if that was something you were looking at, or if you would just kind of like the idea of having the MTV style music video and just kind of always having that presence. So. Yeah. I think like, every every muso wants to do a music video like it's i feel like it's on the bucket list for every artist but um yeah it it is hard for independent artists to be able to fund because you know you're funding your tours you're funding your own recording and for music videos on top of that um it's yeah it's a if you kind of really have to think about it and plan and go what can we get out of this um but Sienna and I definitely find that when we don't love the whole social media aspect, like we love being creative and, yeah. you know, recording and getting our music out there, but it is definitely like, especially the last decade um, has really had that push on like all of the different medias. And yeah. now that TikTok's like gone crazy and um, we definitely find that it's not our strength. Yeah. <laughs> we don't love doing that type, like feeling, like it's always expected of you to, you know, be on a hundred different platforms and so much content. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tricky as a muso. I think there's a lot of um, musicians out there that um, are really preaching, like, remember you're a musician, you're not an influencer and it's okay yeah. to just be that. I also think it's really cool. Uh, music videos are amazing because they're like a visual representation of your song, but I think mm-hmm. it's also, great to just leave it up to the listener's interpretation because everyone's going to have their different version and connect to the story in different yep. ways. So I think it's great to just leave it as it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, just kind of leaving it up to the interpretation of how people kind of interpret the song is also good. But then there's also a part of me growing up in the 90s watching yeah. MTV <laughs> and it's like, 
man, those music videos, that there's some of them make no sense whatsoever, but they're amazing. So yeah, that's uh, um, you, Ellie, you brought up something interesting about um, social media and not really liking the whole aspect of posting on social media and like all the different content it, which is interesting because it feels like in this day and age, you almost you like you said that uh, you were told that your musicians, not necessarily influencers, but I feel like in this day and age, you almost have to be both, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like everything is so driven by social media. You're what are you doing on TikTok? What are you doing on Instagram? What are you doing on, yeah. you know, just like all these different things. And it could definitely be overwhelming. And I a hundred percent agree with you. Like, yeah, I've been, I've recently just kind of taken a step back from my, like all my personal social medias. It's like, I'll post on live and amplified and that's about it because like my brain just cannot handle, Oh, Hey, I have to tell my friends what I'm doing. It, and it's yeah. like, I don't even like doing it for live and amplified. Why am I going to tell on my personal pages? You know? So it, it's definitely very taxing, but yeah it's that kind of like that fine line or that thin line where it's like in this world, you kind of have to do it. And y'all are doing a really good job. Like just from what I've seen on your Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, just like keeping it engaging and all that stuff. But I a hundred percent get where you're coming from where it's like, all right, this is a lot. I don't really enjoy it, but I'll do what I have to do. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just quite exhausting to have to come up with new ideas for new content and stuff all the time. But for emerging artists, especially in this day and age, that's kind of how they've grown their audiences, especially through platforms like TikTok and Instagram and all that. Uh, But part of me just wants to be like Ed Sheeran and just when you're not doing anything, just (laughs) Just get off for a year. Yeah. but yeah, in this day and age, it's kind of hard to do that. And yeah, it's something that we still have to work on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You're so heavily reliant on like, you know, marketing yourself as an independent artist, because mm-hmm. if you can't get that audience, they're not going to come to your shows. And, mm-hmm. you know, social media is the best tool um, to get it out to as many people as you can. So, um, and you really see results. Like we have a lot of friends that came off the voice and have yeah. pushed so hard on their socials. Um, and just, it, it's worked for them. Like now they're getting tens of thousands of streams because they've been able to have that reach to that many people. So, um, it's definitely interesting how the music industry has changed from yeah. you know, touring and doing as many shows as possible to see people, um, yeah. to, you know, just being able to have social media and, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's a weird job to have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that's kind of going going back to just being like authentically who we were talking about it a little bit ago about the style bending in music. And just, if you're influenced by this, that's, you know, like whatever, I think it almost plays the same way with your social media. Like if you're having a bad day, but you know, you've got a new song to promote. Okay. Do a live. Hey, I'm having a bad day, but you know, just be honest with your, with your fans, your followers. And I think they really like respect that. Cause there's been definitely been days during the pandemic where I was like super depressed because I hadn't been outside in four months because, you know, it was super locked down, you know, all that fun stuff. And it's like, I'll just throw on Instagram live. It's like, Hey guys, I'm not doing too well, but I just wanted to jump on here and talk to you and just kind of being authentic to your 
fans, followers, friends, family, you know, I think that's the best way to kind of utilize social media. Yeah, definitely. Especially because there's so much content that isn't exactly real. It's kind of a bit fake. I think being authentic really helps you connect with people more. And if you show them your true self, you find people who relate to you and all that. Yeah. They really appreciate that too. I know I definitely appreciate when someone's like, you know, not completely made up and completely like you can kind of tell when people are trying to do something different um, to the people that just sit in front of the camera and be quite open and genuine. And um, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you brought up or you got the new single drop on Friday and then you mentioned that you have an EP, right? Yes. Yeah, you have an EP dropping in March. It was are the three singles out? Were they leading to the EP, or is the EP brand new music, all new music? So the three singles will be on the EP. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of part of the same project. We recorded all of the tracks with Matt Fell. We recorded most of them in April, I think it was in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. So that was a really cool experience. So yeah, they've all got kind of the same vibe. They're part of the same project. Yeah. Gotcha. I just, I just wanted to clarify that for anybody out there listening to make sure like, cause you know, sometimes musicians they'll release singles and they're just singles. That's all they are. And then they release an EP and it's a, like a completely different vibe. So just to kind of clarify that, will there mm-hmm. be new songs on it? Will you add another one or two songs on the EP to make? Yeah, yes. definitely. So it'll be, um, we haven't actually announced any of this yet. It will happen in the next couple of weeks. We've kind okay. of told everyone at our live shows, but Sneak peek. a little exclusive. Yeah. Um, so yes. we're planning, the EP will be released on the 17th of March and awesome. um, it'll have the four singles and then it'll have an extra three tracks as well. So um, yeah, we're very excited to kind of, have have our original music out there and this project you know being our first kind of mm-hmm. big release um very very excited and we're very proud just to get it out there yeah and right. with uh, singles they're usually really upbeat and fun so that's mm-hmm. how we're releasing them and then some of the tracks on the ep that aren't going to be released as singles they're probably some of our favorite works because they're most, our most vulnerable and slower and kind of more interesting songs, I guess. So yeah, we're very excited to have this EP out. Awesome. Awesome. What, what, uh, so just kind of, since this is your first EP and you know, like you're still fairly young going through the process of releasing music and stuff, what went into the thought process to pick out the songs for this EP? That's a tricky question. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let me rephrase it a little bit. Did you like specifically write, music knowing okay we're gonna all put this to an ep or did you were you just kind of writing music and it's like oh hey song a and c kind of work together let's see if we could turn this into a little bit bigger project yeah i think we don't ever write with the thought in mind of actually Mm -hmm. releasing it we don't write we don't go into a session being like oh yeah we're going to release this song we kind of just right when inspiration hits us and it comes naturally we don't really plan out anything so these songs have just kind of come out of us and we've been like hey that's actually kind of a good song and when we went to plan the ep we were like oh these songs would kind of make they're probably the best kind of ones that we've had so far and one of them we actually it was so so recent and 
we realized the day before that we had an extra day in the studio and we could record one more song so we hadn't planned to and then Ella was like oh what about that one that you've kind of been working on and I was like oh yeah that could be cool so we sat down that night and wrote the bridge for it because it wasn't finished yeah wrote it the day before yeah and we went into the studio the next day and recorded it so yeah we don't really plan out the things it just gotcha. kind of happened gotcha awesome that's you know and kind of you uh talking about the songwriting process how does it kind of work between the two of you is it sienna you seem to talk a little bit more about the actual writing of the music do you kind of spearhead that and then ella just kind of fills in or how does that kind of work for you definitely for this ep um sienna wrote majority of the songs um she definitely in the last couple years probably since 2020 like really got into writing and just writes all the time quite a bit more than i do um i actually study um, music um at the adelaide conservatorium for uni um, and i do a bit of songwriting there and um i find that a lot of my songs kind of go into like uni (laughs) and sienna's songs kind of fit more for our duo thing i definitely have a few songs you know that i either co-wrote or i wrote on the ep um but yeah our writing is interesting because i think people assume you know as sisters we just co-write Mm-hmm. everything um but because we see ourselves as such individual people um usually what happens is we actually pretty much write completely separate and then we'll come together at the end to refine it and you know get some feedback and work on the music side of things together um so yeah i feel like we always kind of have a specific idea of how the song's gonna go and when someone else comes in and they don't exactly have the same thing i think it's just better if we finish our own thoughts and then we come together that's kind of how it's been working for us so far yeah awesome awesome that's really cool so obviously it's been a it's going to be a really busy week with the upcoming release of the single and then working towards the ep so what what's kind of running through your mind right now as you're kind of reaching the finish line for this section of your musical career this i guess this project Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it i honestly haven't really thought about it like that um but obviously this project has been over a year Mm -hmm. in preparation and um i think people don't realize sometimes that you you might write a song and it might not actually get released until five years down the track and it is a massive process um but when you kind of get to the end of that there's just such a big relief and i guess just knowing that your music is out there and it's your project and something you created and you can be proud of it and you know you might have millions of people listen you might only have a couple thousand but that's still you know if if one person can connect to our song then we are so like that that's the we've aim done our job, so yeah. we've done our job yeah yeah awesome so outside of music ella you brought up earlier that people always kind of hound you. What do you guys do together when y'all need to like separate? And I, you know, having a sister myself, there's those moments where it's like, yo, don't talk to me. Like, I don't, (laughs) you know, what do you do to kind of decompress? What are some of the hobbies you do when you're not playing music? Yeah, I am really into sport. I play basketball and netball and that kind of keeps me occupied. Uh, the other time I'm at school, I'm in year 12 this year. So <laughs> last year, but yeah, I love doing sport and that's kind of my release, I guess. What about you? Yeah, I'm very music through and through. I teach music as well um, to like primary school kids, guitar and voice. And it is 
one of the best jobs ever in the world, um, especially when, when I can perform as well as teaching. Um, and then, yeah, I'll be finishing my last year of uni. So yeah, everything, this is going to be a massive year with Sienna and I both kind of finishing our studies. And yeah. then next year um, we plan to go full-time music together and um yeah, I mean, we're sisters and you can't pretend that we don't have creative differences because yeah. we definitely do. But um, I think the fact that we have this shared goal of really mm. wanting to push our music career as far as it can go, mm. um, it kind of, you know, even if we fight, we'll always come back and realize like this is what we want to do. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that you're, even though there is a, th- uh, a significant age gap between the two of you, you're still kind of in sync with each other like with ellie you're finishing you're both kind of finishing school at the same time and even though sienna's just kind of finishing high school there's still always that if music just kind of becomes like yeah i'm good on music i want to go pursue something else college is always there like you could always go to college when you're 28 like it's not it's not a huge thing so just kind of like the fact that you're even with the age difference you're still kind of in sync in like finishing up school and you both want to like, Hey, we're still young. We want to give this a full-time push and just kind of see what happens once we finish school. That's still really cool. Yeah, definitely. It worked out well. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely worked out well. And especially finishing our studies, we just kind of want to throw ourselves into it, I guess, because me not going to uni, um, I don't really have anything to fall back on per se. So yeah. just really going for it and doing as much as we can. Yeah, that's the plan. She says she doesn't have anything to fall back on, but Sienna's actually also completed um, like a certificate three in makeup and beauty. Yeah. So yeah. she does She does have options. She's not just dropping out of school. No, but, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we definitely but, just want to give it our, the, our best shot. Yeah. And like I said, college is always there. Like university is always there. It's not like you after 22 it's yeah you're you still always have that opportunity if you want to go back to school or go to a trade school or uh what is it cosmetology school or you know like whatever it is um no that's really cool um one of the things that we do with everybody that comes on the podcast is we play this fun little game if my phone decides it wants to open uh it is called that's so random And I have a random question generator that I'm going to open up here. And we are going to just ask a few very random questions. I'm not scared. (laughs) You're not scared. Don't it's, it's, it's all right. It's not going to be that bad. Um, So if you're ready, let's play. That's so random. Yeah. What is your favorite pair of shoes that you own? Uh, oh my gosh. My Converse. Your Converse? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> Sienna oh, and I are so into, we've got a massive, massive collection of boots, like performance boots yeah. that go like all the way up to our knees. We just bought some super glitzy ones and nice. yeah, I'd have to say my sparkly cowboy boots then. Yeah, That's definitely, true. definitely boots, probably the new ones. And honestly, if people stalked our Instagram page, it's probably just boots, 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 boots. So so. My, the yeah. knee-high sparklies. They actually, we haven't worn them yet on stage, so. Nice. Awesome. Hopefully I don't fall over. <laughs> nice. What is your guilty pleasure song that is currently on your playlist? Oh, that's a really interesting That's question. such a good question. Like a song that you listen to that people wouldn't expect you to listen to. Yeah. Oh, I mean, probably anything Hannah Montana. 
That's good. That's good. I listen to a lot of Glee cast songs and I'm that person who's like, oh, this Glee version is better than the original, which is so bad. Um, But love Glee. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the Hannah Montana for the longest time, I had Party in the USA on my playlist. And just Mm -hmm. recently I started like redoing my playlist and I was like, yeah, I'm 35. I get... Don't think I need this song on my playlist anymore. Oh, like it's, it's such a banger. banger. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's like, it was cool for a while there. And now it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm good on that one. So, yeah. All right. This one might be fun. What is the most pointless fight y'all have ever had against each other or towards each other? Probably anything over like clothes. Cause Ella doesn't like to share. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> what else? I mean, oh, you eat all you eat all the food, and I get angry at you. I eat all the food. Yeah, I remember this one time, and this is like, oh, no. it's quite funny. But we were in the backyard, and it was like Christmas, and you had we had like eggnog, like the like, oh. and you wanted me to get you some more. And we were I, very young. We were, we were quite young, but probably like you wanted six. Four. This is like my earliest memory of us like fighting i just remember we were down in the backyard and you wanted more eggnog and i wouldn't get it for you so you like ditched the cup at me <laughs> as hard as she could and it got me straight on the nose it was, sure a, that was in your room not it was a very good backyard. shot but um yes. yeah that's how i got into basketball that's funny don't mess with sienna she will come for you yeah, fair enough yeah. how late did you stay up last night Last night, uh, not that probably late. like twelve. Accidentally, I was reading my book. Kind of got into it. I like to go. To, I'm I'm an early night person, um, which kind of sucks when you're a muso and you do late gigs. Yeah. I always yeah. say over the mic, I'm like, guys, it's past my bedtime. So like, <laughs> you're twenty years <laughs> old. Gonna, I'm twenty, but I'm not. Apart from music, I'm not really a party person. I think I went to bed at like ten. Seriously, ten thirty. Oh gosh, something mm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're dropped in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. What is your weapon of choice? Oh, did my internet? Uh, you've you've watched um I've watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, so what did they use? They didn't they Nothing. all die. They yeah. all die. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I know this is a controversial opinion. My partner loves the idea of the apocalypse. Like he loves all the zombie shows and he's like constantly like, if we had an apocalypse, like I'd be prepared. I just know that like I usually wear glasses. I am not a competitive person. I'll be the sacrifice. So <laughs> I'm not a good person to ask surely, this question. Surely you'd get like a, a a shotgun or like a rifle, one of the what are those called? I don't know. One a gun that can fire lots of bullets, so you can just yeah, yeah. I, got yeah. You. I, I would not live in a world like that, so I'd opt out. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And then I'm gonna just ask one really random question: What is the secret to a good Tim Tam slam? A what? A Tim, Tim Tam, Tam slime. slime. Slam. Okay. Um, Slam. Yeah. Never oh, mind. yeah. We don't really, we don't really do that. I, my oh. friend actually does that. I think it's where you like I've drink no the milk is. through the Tim Tam. I don't yeah, that's what that. you're the tea or the hot chocolate or the whatever you know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I have we, never tried that. We don't. We've never actually done that. I just like okay. my Tim Tams. Just no. The weird way that we eat Tim Tams though. I always like bite the top. I do it in the. 
layers like bite that's the first criminal. layer off that's criminal. no you gotta eat it all together it's yeah. just tim turns are the best but i want to yeah. try that thank you i yeah i thought it was so, like i like when i first started interviewing musicians from australia when the pandemic first started there everybody would ask me if i've ever done a tim tam slam and i'm like I don't know what that is. And so I just thought it was like an Australian thing. Like I knew what Tim Tams were, but I'd never had them because I could never find them. And then I went to the grocery store one day and out of the corner, it was like, wait, are these the Tim Tams that everybody's been telling me I need to try? And so I grabbed like, uh, like two of them. Like there was a mint one. And then there was a, like a, just a regular chocolate one, but they, to me, they tasted just so stale. And I, everybody was like, no, you're just getting old ones because they got to, you know, they were kind of explaining it to me. And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to go to Australia to get fresh Tim Tams or something. Yeah, so. no, you do. They are yeah. the most superior, like, chocolate biscuit. Oh, they're yeah. so good. I think, I think we're probably the only Australians who don't actually do the Tim Tam Slam because, yes, yeah. it's a very popular thing in Australia. I can't believe yeah. you haven't heard of it. I dude. just live under a rock, I guess. <laughs> I, do, I do. Now that you've explained it, I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So... <laughs> That that was that's so random. I think that one was probably one of the better that's so randoms we played in a while. The the app was being nice to us today, so that's good. <laughs> um, but really appreciate you all taking time to sit down and chat with us. It's Saturday afternoon for y'all, I don't, so I don't want to take up your entire day off. But uh, for anybody that's listening that wants to listen to your music, interact with you on social, or just kind of see a, see a show, you know, just where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Spotify YouTube, TikTok, all the things. Just uh, if you look up Ella and Sienna, Ella and Sienna we'll music. We'll say it slowly because Sienna. Sorry. So it's like Ella it. and Sienna. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And if, yeah, you, you'll find, I'm sure they'll find it. Ella you and search Sienna. That search that on any platform. We're probably on it. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, once again, thank you all so much. And before we wrap this up, what's one piece of advice you have for all the young musicians out there? Just keep work practicing. your butt off. Just yeah. absolutely work your butt off. Say yes to every opportunity yeah. and never give up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. Glad we were able to get this to work. I know with the time difference and then school, y'all still being in school and stuff, it's not always <laughs> the easiest to kind of pull off, but I'm glad we were able to make it work. Um, and uh, you're, you're all welcome back on any time. So feel free to reach out or, you know, if I see you promoting something, we'll definitely try and get you back on. So yeah, once again, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. If you're not following live and amplified live and amplified.net, you can get all our socials and all that fun stuff. I try and make it as easy as possible because uh, we weren't lucky enough to get the same handle for all our social medias. But once again, thank you all for hanging out. We will see you all next week.